Hello, friends, and welcome to the Cinemondo podcast. Wow, there's a crowd in here. Who are these yes. people? <laughs> oh, it's great to see our old friends, Jason Figgis and John West from across the pond. Uh, hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Hello to yeah. him. <laughs> it's great. Thanks to for see joining you. us. Yeah, we had you on last year when your film, uh, Winifred Meeks, I think it's called The Ghost of Winifred Meeks. Have you changed the title a little bit? No. Um, in America, so the U.S., it's still called Winifred Meeks, and in, in Britain, it's called The Ghost of Winifred Meeks. Okay. Oh. Well, that's available uh, streaming uh, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you and then High Flyers Films. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. What, what is the marketing uh, reason for that? Um, really because uh, the Pinewood guys... Um, just felt that it would grab attention quicker. And they felt it, it sounded a bit like a historical film, yeah. Winifred Meeks' old name. And they thought those who were interested in kind of haunted house movies might pass by. So they thought, let's be quite literal here. And they know it's a haunted house film. It's strange that they wouldn't do that for American audiences too. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe I mean, they We just... like ghosts too, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that because we did ask. We asked Bayview if they were going to change the name and they said, no, they were happy with the name it had. They'd be able to push it that way. So we said, yeah, well, you guys know what you're doing. We'll leave you to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always interested in that. Uh, well, right. the figures in West, they have a, pr a production team and they not only did Winifred Meeks, uh, but they've done a lot of different things. I mean, Simon Marsden, uh, ha the haunted life in pictures is also available out now, which is a great documentary about mm -hmm. the famous photographer. Uh, that's available to view too. And most recently, they've just done a reworking of the classic F.W. Murnau 1922 film Nosferatu. And they, uh, Hugh Doolin, who's a guest, will be coming out joining us shortly, did the music. And I guess you guys either sort of cleaned it up or did some other things for this new edition. Um, or did you not? Or is it just. Yeah, no, we did. What I wanted to do, I wanted to find the, the longest version available of the film because there. A, a lot of the time they release one a version that's like maybe 75 minutes. So I found a version that was 85 minutes and a lot of the extra kind of exposition um, had been removed. And I found this version and thought, wow, that's stuff I've never seen before. And it was quite a, it was a really good copy. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of the time they think you got to colorize things for day and night, but I basically, you know, regraded it in crisp black and white because I just like the uniformity of it. I wouldn't be a big fan of that, you know, blue frame, red frame, orange frame. It just, I found it very distracting. And you ended up kind of waiting for, oh, this is the, the, the day shot, this is the night shot, this yeah. is every, you know? So I just thought, no, I, I, I'm just going to make this a black and white movie because let's face it, after that, when they really got into black and white, it was just black and white. They didn't start yeah. tinting. It was like, right. Later on, right. so um, yeah, I wanted to just make a really beautiful version, but I also had to, I had to um, redo all of the titles and all of the um, uh, what are they called, Burke? The the frames that with the you know those kind of interframe things with um, I always forget what they're called. The, oh, the like title cards, the title card, yeah. So I had to do all of that and the dialogue cards, you know, um, mm. do all of those, and so which I thought was going to be a really easy job and it turned out to be a very lengthy thing to do. And especially to try and keep the mood, you know, of the piece and not, not add something that seemed very modern to it. So right. I had a lot of experimentation involved there, you know, just to kind of keep that pure. And um, so it turned out being a much longer job. But once I had that done, I thought, you know what, 
the reason I'd done it in the first place was to get it scored. And I'd worked with Hugh Doolan on two other projects. He, funnily enough, he scored the Simon Marsden documentary, um, which, which is released now at the same time as Nosferatu, coincidentally or synchronously, I would prefer to say. And um, he, had, he also did a great job on a short film um, called The Wake, uh, which had some Irish, amazing Irish musicians, Christy Moore, um, Donald Lunny, and also Declan O'Rourke, who's an amazing uh, musician. He actually appeared as a character in it. It's his debut um, ever on screen. But Hugh scored that as well with his daughter again. I mean, very young at the time. That's Hugh. Speaking uh, of the yeah, girl, Speaking of it, there he is. <laughs> I mean, he heard all, us. I'm not going to say anything. Kathy, Mark, Mark, <laughs> John, Jason, Hugh. How are you, going? Hugh? Yeah, we're sorry, we're sorry I'm late. I, I thought it was eight o'clock, but anyway. <laughs> no, it's yeah. all right. No worries. Jason gave you a good intro. Yeah, you came at the right time. Jason was just talking about Nosferatu and how he worked with you on previous projects and scoring the That's film. Right. So, uh, and I, just to say, I saw a, a clip, a, a small three-minute clip on YouTube. Um, I think it was called Sad Farewell with your music. Yes. And uh, it's it really fits the piece. But I would love for you to talk more about uh, you know, how you wanted to score this classic film. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I can. You want me to talk about it now? Oh, yeah, yeah. we're on. Dive in, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on. Okay. The last <laughs> Millions draw. of people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was really, you, you, can, you can blame Jason because uh, it, was, it was his idea. Uh, and before, Prior to him putting the, 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 the idea in my head, I'd never had notions of doing, of scoring any kind of uh, classical sounding soundtracks. So I just have to say that first, because primarily, you know, I'm, I'm a, I started off a, as a busker. I'm into folk and blues and, and I'm into songs and I'm into bands. And, and, and then as, as I got into sound engineering, I got into, you know, ambient soundscapes and the idea of atmosphere or the idea of film for music. But never in my wildest dreams had I thought that, like, I would try and emulate something like, you know, um, something nearing, a, 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 you know, something that sounded like a symphony. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, although I, I had all the tools in my, in my toolbox, like in my studio. Uh, I'd always kind of dabbled with them. So anyway, when, when, when Jason put it to me, I, I, I kind of had to think about it. And uh, ultimately, I, I said yes, because I'd have kicked myself if, if I hadn't, you know, taken the opportunity of a challenge of, of this kind of magnitude. Right. Because I, I like a challenge. We should all challenge ourselves all the time. Right. Because, uh, you know, if, if you're not, I, I find no matter what it is, if it's if it's your job or if it's your passion or whatever, if you're not learning, you know, you're not growing. So I thought, OK, this is, this is a, a perfect kind of opportunity to get stuck in. So I thought, well, let, you know, let's have a go at it. Um, and then when, when I decided to, to do it, I was mindful that uh, I certainly didn't want to listen to anything to do with that had been done for Nosferatu because I was aware that a lot of people had done soundtracks. So I, I just wanted to go into, you know, into my silo and start the project with the, with my own blinkers on. I didn't want to be kind of influenced by, Oh, this person did it like this, this, this 
band did it like that. I just went and I did my own thing. I didn't even listen to the original. And when I got the film from Jason, I just sat down and I just um, very simply sat with, with the keyboard in, in front of me watching the film and I, I let it run for 80 minutes. And as it ran, like I'm not a, I'm no keyboard player, but I know a few chords. Uh, so what I did was um, I motif jammed it. So, so I, I had to, I had to kind of put markers in. Another decision right. I made was not traditionally in a studio, you use a click track or you decide it's four, four, or it's this, you know, particular tempo. I just left my sequencer for the entire 80 minutes at, I can't remember what it was, but 78, but I decided not to be a slave to a click or to right. any particular, because otherwise it's going to sound too rigid. The, mm -hmm. the approach that I was going for was kind of like, um, make it sound like a lot of passionate kind of local amateur musicians who play in an orchestra somewhere <laughs> out there in Transylvania. Right. Um, <laughs> but who are very passionate about what they do. Mm. So because I knew that I'm, I'm limited, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no Gustav Mahler. I'm no, you know, uh, Leonard Bernstein in, in terms of, you know, on point arrangement and so on. You know, I'm, I'm just, a, you know, I, I won't say I wing it because I, I, I put a lot of time into kind of making it you know, sweet, you know, like seasoning uh, a soup or a stew, except the stew just sat there like for two years. So I was back and forth to, to different cues or whatever. But um, so the, the, the essence of, of the, the soundtrack is really, you know, in that kind of not, not amateurish, but I wanted to, I wanted it to sound like it was from the period. It was like, from, yeah. like the characters that were seen in it. It's like yeah, if, the film's got a kind of an edge to it, like that too. Yeah, yeah. And also, the the scene that I saw was titled "Sad Farewell," and it's a sad scene. And I felt I felt the, the the music that you put to it had a forlorn sort of elegiac, elegiac quality to it. And I think at least for those three minutes, so you captured it in that scene anyway. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing about that one is is. Um, so I kind of finished it, and I, I ran it by Jason and and John, and and they. They said, well, you know, can you give us a, a you know, a few more kind of um, pieces that are a little bit more tender? So I was kind of scrambling around for ideas because I totally agreed with them that there, there were parts of the film that needed a kind of a soft touch. I've been kind of going for the juggler with the, you know, the, the you know, the, the long fingernails all, all over the film. So I had to pull it back a bit. So, uh plan b was that during the kind of the making of of the the, the soundtrack uh, my son daniel who was 12 at the time was just learning some piano and he i managed to snatch a recording of him one saturday afternoon as he was literally improvising a piece and i recorded it and that is basically sad farewell and what i did was then two years later so when Daniel was 14 and when Jessica was like 15 or 16, I got Jessica to accompany his piano piece. And so she then improvised her wordless vocal over that. And that is what became Sad Farewell. And I added some strings or whatever just to embellish it. Right. So well, it, Jessica, it, 
Jessica's voice is tremendous. I mentioned before we got on that it reminded yeah. me of the vocalizations and all of the Ennio Morricone scores, you know, and uh, yes. her voice is incredible. Is she there? Is Jessica there? She is actually. She's just going to come and come and join us here now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I was wondering talking. if you said you and Jessica, and where's Jessica? <laughs> Hi, Jessica. Hello. I know, I know. Display name. I was going to put Anne Jessica in, in, in brackets or whatever, but she's here. She said she'd join us, and now she's here. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah. Nice to really, like, virtually meet you guys. Mad yeah. Everyone from all around the world can connect like this. I yeah. know, it's amazing. Green Arbor in Hollywood at the bottom. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I can only dream of going to Hollywood, so. Oh, you should come. It is a dream. A free pass. Yeah, no audition. We're straight there. It's right in there. In Everything you hear about Hollywood is over. totally true. <laughs> it's a dream town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hear a lot. Yeah. But thank you so much um, for your kind words. I was listening there. It really means uh, a lot. Also, see, as I watched some of your videos when you guys were playing on the street. I think in Dublin City, and it was like you have oh, yeah. a tremendous voice, Jessica. So it's yeah. um, beautiful. Whether you're doing sort of pop stuff or this vocalization, I think it's a great choice to have you singing. You know, on this score, I think it. I don't know how much you're in it, but at least what I heard uh, in the sad farewell was really brilliant. So oh, she's in, she's in a, f a good few cues there, Mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a really it was a really great thing to um, be a part of. Obviously, when he told me about this project, I was really really excited, and I found it really fascinating. Like just the whole idea of it, and the fact that you know you're able to paint a picture with music, with the with you know the score, and and seeing right. what's going on, and the amazing, um, it, it's just so amazing. And I was thirteen. 12, 13, 14 at the time. And yeah. I remember he'd call me down. I'd be upstairs like reading or doing homework. And he'd call me down at like 11 p.m. and be like, do you want to just do some vocals for this? And I and I, I had never even heard like what he was. Just first time. She just put the, the headphones it on. Was, it was completely improvised. And so, I kind of just felt yeah. the music. And I think that's what yeah. makes it even more special that I, I didn't like kind of go over what I was going to do and make it perfect and everything. I kind of just went with the music. Yeah. Um, and obviously my voice has definitely matured in the past five years and <laughs> I, I during that time I was really into classical I was I was being classically trained and everything but my voice is very different now but when I look back <laughs> at it it's it's really really cool to hear it and see the story develop well it's a fun kind of genre for for anybody you know I, I I'd have loved a, a crack at kind of you know quasi opera singing you know to make scary you know it is kind of fun yeah, yeah. yeah. totally well, you know, well, what I was going to say, what's really exciting is that, you know, this is the 100 year anniversary of this film. And that's actually, yeah. and we'll go to John because uh, yeah. we'll get John in here. March 5th, uh, it's going to be uh, premiering at the Alan Bates Theater. Tell us a little bit more about that, John. Yeah, it's in Howesworth. It's a little uh, uh, town in Suffolk. And I know the people that run it. And I really wanted to push for it to be on the, the 100th anniversary to the day. And they said, great, brilliant, bring it on. So um, so that's our very first cinema screening of that version. So I'm really looking forward wow. to going. I'll, I'll introduce it, get Jason on to say a few words via the wonders of the Internet. And hopefully we'll have a full house. You just send us some video from that. Someone videotape it and we'll yeah. put it on the show. That would be awesome. I will do. I'll get, someone, I'll get someone to film it, definitely. Yeah. That would be great. It sounds like an amazing event. Love it. Yeah, yeah. and the Alan Bates Theatre, you can't get better than that. It's so beautiful there, yeah. I mean, I've never yeah. been, but I've seen 
video footage of it. And it's such a beautiful place in this amazing old building uh, called The Cut. Um, mm. Yeah, really incredible. It's kind of perfect. I'm a huge fan of Alan Bates, so having oh, yeah. a premiere there is just like... Who yeah. isn't? Yeah. <laughs> is that his hometown? Is that where he's from? Or he opened the theater himself, actually, shortly oh. before he passed away. I so see. He was thrilled that they were honoring him with that, and he went I to see. written and everything. That's really cool. You know, to me, what is interesting about this project, um, the more I think about it, the more I, I've I've been involved in things where I've worked on something on an old film. Yeah. And what's interesting yeah. to me about it is the fact that you're basically collaborating with filmmakers who made something a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're sort of like trying to to read into what their intentions were with their project, with their film, their story they were trying to tell. And you're trying to tell the story in your way, in collaboration with these people who made this a hundred years ago. It's a right. it's an interesting idea, and uh, it really kind of there's nothing. It's it's like as a musician, I know you know this that when you learn to play someone else's music on your instrument, like when I learn a Beatles song on the guitar, suddenly yeah. I have a a really heavy connection to john lennon's playing style or whatever you know what i mean like of course yeah if you know how, if yeah. you learn those chords yeah. and the progression and everything you really feel a connection to it so mm. when you're working on a score for this film you're watching the film and you're trying to help those filmmakers 100 years ago you're trying to sort yeah. of help them along a little yeah. bit yeah do you did you feel did you ever get that feeling of of the presence of those filmmakers and the and their this co creative collaboration that you're doing across so much time uh yeah no <clears throat> i really did and as as jessica alluded to like you know i was doing doing all of this you know kind of late at night and, and what have you and <clears throat> you know there's <laughs> i i could have sworn our our house was kind of overrun with with rats and everything and mice <laughs> and you know it's like there, there were nights where I didn't sleep terribly well. And, you know, I mean, there was a little spot. We did have a few little mice one winter, one <laughs> cold winter. And I thought, like, oh I started to imagine that they were coming to the house because the master had called. You don't know. know. That's not true. You don't know that. <laughs> Who knows? Be true. Who knows? You would cast um, that spell from a hundred yeah, years it, ago. It, it could have been. Like I have to bring in, there's a you know, so there's Jessica Daniel and the other star of the soundtrack was. Oh was, yeah. Um, I, I decided that I would try and learn the violin while I was doing the soundtrack, so as to add something to it. But it, that's an it, analog it, instrument, by the wow. way, for our viewers who may not recognize it. Yes, exactly. You it, guys it, do it, a it, quick it, little moment. Do a but, little um, bit. I what, what I thought I realized that it was broken. As oh. in the the action is way too high. So anyway, what I did was I I kind of I just uh, sampled myself playing really badly because I don't know how to play, and I <laughs> sampled those sounds and I made some instruments out of them. That's right, and they feature quite heavily in the soundtrack. So it's just kind of like oh, so, That's and so it's cool. amazing what you can like. Literally, I don't play the violin. And I just picked it up. I don't know what I'm doing. And I scratched it. And that is just like perfect for my kind of amateur but passionate. That's instinctive. There's a big difference between just amateur and instinctive. If you're yeah. a yeah. musician, you just have a feel for what's going to work. I mean, I mean that to me, 
just there sounds like scurrying rats. You know, you get that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I better check the gutters now. Uh, <laughs> you, you I don't want Brad. them to come back, you know. Jessica, did you have to sing along to that uh, violin screeching at all? <laughs> um, I, 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 I. I don't think I did, but I, I think if I was put in that situation again, I, I would, you know, adapt to it and just kind of sing <laughs> the the melody of the <laughs> violin. Yeah. Um, feel the music, feel the, you know, eeriness of it. Um, Actually, some of the vocal melodies that Jessica came up with then uh, set me on a course for revising what I, I might have done for some cues because I oh, thought, like, she, she yeah. took the lead. So then what I did was I... I I backfilled it with uh, string arrangements uh, right. to go with her vocal melody because I oh. thought, like like Jason said, you know, it's it's she's the real instrument. You know, I'm 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 messing around with keys and I had some <laughs> idea what I was doing, but there's no substitute for, for the human voice. You know, there it's really good to isn't. have the the courage to roll with things like that. You know, when you have something and you hear you hear something and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. let's change direction here. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, does he, does he, uh, Jessica, does he, is he a very specific, does he give you very specific direction or were you allowed to sort of just go off on your own and is he I, easy to work with? Yeah, very, very easy to work with. We, um, we, we've, obviously I've grown up in a really musical uh, house and yeah, just great. constantly like, mm -hmm. everywhere. And it was, it's really cool when I, I, you know, as a young girl see, seeing, your father like working on such cool projects and and then he we, we we like write a lot of songs together and we have a little well he likes to say studio but it's like in the corner of our living room yeah. where we <laughs> it's a computer studio yeah so we, we work we work um, very closely um on music all the time constantly like even, every day even to this day like i'm pretty sure we're doing something later we're recording something later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um so it, he he's very obviously there's times where it's kind of like you know i want to go to sleep can i just well, um, <laughs> dad yeah that's the beauty of having a, the studio in your house it's like it's 24 7 operation you know yeah <laughs> every weekend we're like uh, so uh, what are we doing today do i have the day off or do you have the day off you know, <laughs> do i have to sing for you yeah. now it's good to keep yeah. everything on one power strip so I, that's the way i have a recording studio here this mess in the background and it's right. on one I can click one switch and I'm ready to record. <laughs> that's okay. okay. I think that's important. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I love Having that. To I really plug in that. and set yeah, up no. and pull guitars out of cases. I keep. I never put my guitars in cases. They're all in a in a rack stand over here. And just in case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jessica. Guys, Burke works for Marvel. You know, so. <laughs> He's yeah, well, I, do, I do work for Marvel sometimes, but I'm not a, well, I don't, does. I don't have does. snipers outside the window right now in case I spill. Yeah, beans. yeah, dangerous work. Dangerous work, you don't know. Top yeah. secret. Super I can't, top I can't secret. say anything. I can't talk. Yep. Can't talk about it. Or Tom Cruise work, you know, don't you recognize me? <laughs> That's an old story. That uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you have a question for Jessica? I was going to ask if uh, Jessica had seen Nosferatu before she did the soundtrack, or were you just winging it? Like, how much direction did you get for what this was going to be? Um, well, while I was singing, the 
like I'd come down and it'd be completely improvised, but I, I would ha see it on a screen, just like a really small oh, screen. Yeah, on your... a, kind of a small yeah. version. So I was like singing with the headphones and I kind of had an eye on what was happening, you know, and oh, in case there was like a jump scare and I'd be like, ah! you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah. so I kind of had a side eye, but I, I my main aim, I mean, I was like 13. I, I kind of just really wanted to feel the music. And I think that's, that's kind of, mm. you know, you, you tell the story through feeling the music and connecting with whoever's listening or watching. So that right. was like my main goal with it. Well, but I, I did have that. a side eye. I was looking at the side <laughs> of my eye. <laughs> I love that it's sort of, in a way, how the film would be projected as a silent film and someone would play along with it. Yeah. And I like that this is in a way you're sort of reinventing that in the digital age of like, we're going to play this music along with the film, just like they used to. They I would mean, improvise in the theaters. I love yeah. that. Yeah, they would like watch the film as they played. I think that's really, yeah. really amazing. Yeah. And just yeah. one, one last question. You wrote that, you recorded that a few years ago, right? You said five years ago or four. Do you feel like, or was it less than that? I I think it was four or five, yeah. Okay. Do yeah, you feel you look like you would have done something differently? Or are you just like happy with the way it is and happy? Or you go, oh, maybe I, sh I would have do it differently if I was, you know, doing it right now. I guess that's always something, I mean, you, you know. My my voice has really really changed and developed and um, over the past few years but when i look back on it i try you know well you know when you have a piece of work and you kind of cringe at it and it's like oh maybe i could have done that better or whatever i think everyone has that little you know self-doubt but now i look back on it and i just celebrate because it was just such a cool time in my life like going into school next day and being like yeah i was just singing vocals for this really cool uh <laughs> That's so, amazing. Yeah. You have to yeah. you do have to step away from things. You can't critique yourself into infinity or you know, especially mm -hmm. with music and especially when you have your own recording studio in the house, you know, there there's <laughs> yeah. a temptation to keep tweaking it for yeah. for 10 years, you know. 
And to be able to, I mean, you really do have to recognize when something is done. (laughs) Yeah. When it's done, it's done. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to go and just let that baby grow up and have it go somewhere and go off and go to college and have its own life. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, and Jason and or John, like uh, you know, it's going to be showing on March fifth. After that, uh, is there plans for distribution? Can we see it on the internet or here yeah, in the US? Being, it's already being distributed by um, by Bayview Entertainment, so okay. it's already available as the VOD. The idea was that we we approached Bayview because they had released uh, Winifred Meeks, and we said to them, "Look, if you want it, um, I sent it to them. They loved it. They loved the new score. They're huge fans of the original film anyway. And I said, if you want it, you have to release it at one minute past midnight on the 1st <laughs> of January. So that way it became the very first um, newly scored version of the film in the year of its uh, centenary, uh, wow. which we wanted, you know, mm. because historically it becomes that film, you know. Right. Uh, so, so they were. Re- they thought that was a great idea. So initially, they 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 have their own, uh, you know, Vimeo Pro channel, you know, for VOD, and they originally uh, send it out on that, and then they're going to be moving out. They're going to be pushing it out because they have world rights. So they're going to start really pushing it into a lot of little different territories territories throughout the year and next year. And that, I mean, forevermore, pretty much. I mean, it, let's face it, Nosferatu never goes out of style. So right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's now 100 years old, so it's like over, you know, next year it'll be over a century. Years. It's just going to grow, I think, in interest with anyone who's interested in, in film and uh, where right. movies began. You know, it's right. one of the seminal works. So. And he, it invented and, so much of the language of horror films, I think. Yeah. There's a, the, 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 the visuals and the style, the pacing, the just the the weirdness of it i think at the time I, it's hard to imagine how weird that movie must have been to people <laughs> seeing it you know how how creepy and nightmarish it was but of course they i think they were quite used to that kind of art even in the world at the time in germany you yeah. know expressionism was very much part of you know the painting right. and even their literature so it made sense that it would translate to the cinema screen yeah. and that you know something mm-hmm. but i don't think it was as strange to the germans as maybe everybody yeah else. probably not but uh, i mean the, <laughs> the the art aware germans anyway yeah, but time. the average moviegoers who were you know might have been uh mind, mind you i've got to, got to say book that i've got to say book that people actually at the time some thought that max shrek was a real vampire because yeah, he looked so that. uncanny and, uh, and they would and they the wouldn't name. accept. No, he's got to be a vampire. He's got to be a vampire because there was that that film, wasn't there? <laughs> Shadow of the Vampire with John Malkovich, where they actually yeah. made out he was a real vampire. And there's, there's a couple that. of other interesting things about Nosferatu as well. It was the very first film to show a vampire dying from exposure to the sun, because in the original novel Dracula, it just mm. refers to the fact that he's weakened by the sun. It never mentions that it could kill him. So right. that that ah. was a first as well. So, um, and also in, in Nostradamus, he, he he never turns anyone into a vampire. He just kills them and spreads the plague right. as well. So, there's a lot of people think that oh yeah, he created vampires in that film as well. And there is another little myth I got to dispel that because um, it was uh, it was going to be suppressed, wasn't it? Because the Stoker estate took them to court, and loads of right. copies were seized. I think only one or two came through, but they never actually that the filmmakers never actually hid the fact. It was based on Dracula. The reason why they changed the location and called him Count Orlock was to appeal to the German audience. It wasn't to get round the copyright. 
So why they oh. thought the Stoker estate wouldn't do anything, I don't know. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Even then, the business of movies. Oh yeah. F.W. Murnau was quite a film. I mean, his films are so interesting. I mean, the Sunrise and his career, and I think it came out in 1922, and that was obviously right after World War One, the the big Spanish flu pandemic. So there was a lot of sort of. I think this kind of movie hit. This film hit a lot of buttons, like you know, fear, danger, which was happening in that time. So it was there. You know, later on, it was considered. I think you know, by the Nazis in World War Two, was like degenerate art. It was like and it was, it was uh, put away, and they didn't, you know, didn't want to even hear of it. So, right. so fascinating career for that film, you know, yeah. history. Yeah. I suppose Myrna was kind of like the, the like the the the, the, the Marvel of, of his day because he like you know Marvel would would use a lot of the, the latest technologies in movie making. Mm-hmm. I think Myrna was using you know in order to get the effect of the the vampire. I think there was some stop start animation thing you know yes. somebody else i was listening to uh and then you know there's there, there's a scene when the carriage is you know when hutter arrives at, at orlock's castle in the carriage and the carriage appears to be moving really f- slow <laughs> and then really fast yeah and then it's in some kind of like jason's in some kind of like uh simon morrison type infrared yes uh, yeah right uh, that was a really interesting effect where they, they put it into infrared and it's like, whoa, you know, oh, that, like, that really took me by surprise. Um, yeah. So I suppose it, given that it was 1922, I mean, it, the, the, for, for them, it was just like, you know, kind of watching, you know, Star Wars for the first sure. time. Sure, cutting yeah. edge. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they really pushed That's it funny. with a lot of their their stage design and things like that. They're, they're you know obviously painted and and weird perspectives and things like that and and uh, sets that were designed and lit for dramatic you know purposes and yeah. to pull you into these dark spaces and they were composed a lot like the painting like you were talking earlier the the style of art around that time yeah. movies yeah. were considered were still i think yeah. considered an art form sure <laughs> right. yeah. Um, well, we can't wait for it. And, and before we, you know, we say goodbye, let's let's go around everybody see what they're doing now or, or currently or will be working on. John, let's start with you. I know you have some books coming out. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, in April, I've got a, a second ghost book, Britain's Ghostly Heritage, uh, with a cover designed by Jason. He's done the intro and also contributed a, a chapter. I've got a book on uh, the Battle of Gainsborough, which is an English Civil War battle. And I've got, I still write the articles for Psychic News, uh, working with Jason on various projects, Colin Wilson, Jack the Ripper documentaries, we've got other films planned. So I'm, I'm a busy boy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying Jeez. to keep very busy at the moment. <laughs> Challenging well, uh, yourself. I, I loved Britain's Haunted so, Heritage, your first book, so I can't wait to read the yeah. second and third. So, oh, thank you. You'll get yeah. copies. You'll get copies. Awesome. Thanks. Nice. Oh, yay. How about you? How about you, Jason? Let's go to you next. What's uh, what's on tap? Anything brewing on the horizon? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. No. <laughs> uh, quite a few, actually. Well, what you <laughs> mentioned as well that he's also just written um, a documentary called uh, Shirley Baker: Life Through a Lens, which is something that we're producing uh, with the the Royal Photographic Society and um, and various others, and the Shirley Baker Estate, which. An amazing woman, female photographer in the north of England. She was like a social documentarian in terms of photography and 
she collected some or, or, you know, took some of the most incredible photographs of communities around Manchester and Salford. So that's one that we have in development at the moment. But currently, I'm editing a four-part uh, series about the brilliant English uh, writer and philosopher, um, Colin Wilson. So uh, we have wow. two episodes fully completed in post um, this month, and uh, the other two then have to be done. There may be a fifth, which will be um, a lecture about uh, Colin Wilson's life by Gary Lackman, who was, of course, Gary Valentine at a Blondie. Yeah. So uh, he's nice. a pretty much expert in Colin Wilson. And has written a few books, you know, and he wrote a biography of him. I think it's called Beyond the Robot, isn't it, John? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. So that's, that's really <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Wilson is a fascinating character. Yeah. yeah, at the age of 24, he went from obscurity to standing, sharing the same mirror with Marla Monroe while he straightened his tie and she tried to get her dress up. <laughs> Wow, we are busy. You're a busy boy too. How about you, uh, Jessica and uh, Hugh? What is happening aside from, uh, you know, playing music in the house? What else is going on? <laughs> uh, just just playing music in the house. <laughs> That's good. That's that is good. Uh, That's yeah. cool. Well, <clears throat> I'm. I, I don't have anything kind of active outside my kind of day job, uh, like musical project wise. Uh, right. uh, I'm primarily uh here to help jessica so she's really you know she's recording a lot of demos or whatever so i'm engineering oh, all of those that's demos great. wow and that's exciting. We, jessica what are your aspirations what's going on with with that what is your what do you what do you want to be <laughs> wow that's a good question i have i mean i've I, music has always been like ingrained in me like it's like a part of me and I feel like it's my purpose so I'm obviously still in school right now but I'm working with such amazing writers and producers and different people in the whole musical industry and I'm, I'm being introduced to people that like have written my favorite song and I, I get to work with nice. them which is really really cool wow. outside of outside of just doing the home demos at my dad so um right. <laughs> it's all very exciting and I have so many dreams and aspirations and that's great you know I just I just want to enjoy every kind of bit of the journey, but this is—I th I find this the most exciting because no, no one has heard like my original music yet. So when it's out into the world, and yeah, fingers crossed, everyone likes it. So yeah, that's well, kind of the goal yeah, right now. Well, well, we'll good keep luck. watching good you. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, so many on, creative sorry. people here. I love it. It's like so much creative energy, and everybody's doing so much stuff. It's very inspiring. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well um you know it's been great there's been a great conversation and we can't wait to see uh, this latest uh, version yeah. that you guys put together of nosferatu and uh, you know certainly when uh, other projects for all of you come up we want to have you back on because you're always a great uh interview and great guest and don't you very much yeah, Thanks sure. And don't don't go anywhere as we sign off because we'll chat with you for a few minutes afterwards. But and to everybody who's watching, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Watch our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. So thanks very much, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>